This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why we should find something unconventional to celebrate, and we'll discuss listeners' answers to the listener question about how to deal with a talkative coworker. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, yeah, once again, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I am loving Fantasy Island. We can all use a little bit more fantasy in our lives. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretchen, I'm glad I can um, bring you (laughs) some magic and some whimsy into your life right now. Yeah, pure, beautiful jungle escapism. I love it. And before we launch in, we want to say happy September. September is the other January for many of us. Mm -hmm. It's a time of a clean slate. It's a fresh start. It's a time of new beginnings. Yes, and Gretchen, speaking of new beginnings, you have a huge announcement about a new project you have. Yes, I have launched a new website called thehappinessproject.com, and that is the, with a hyphen, happiness-project.com, which is like a one-stop shop with all the practical tools, the resources, insights, everything you need to do your own happiness project. And we often say how there's no magic one-size-fits-all solution. So here's a place where you can see all the tools. It'll help you figure out what's going to work for you. You can take the quiz to find out if you're a polder, question, or obliger, rebel. 
A lot of people like to have physical tools, things they hold in their hands. So I have journals and trackers and productivity aids that I am so excited about. There's a lot of online resources. So even if you've been discouraged because you haven't found the right tool in the past, this is a place where you can go and really find everything that could work for you. You know, you do not need to change. Just go about it in a different way. And I really feel like we can all do our own happiness projects. This is so exciting. Yes, and I have more more things to unveil soon, so I'm going to leave you in suspense because there's more mm-hmm. coming. I'll put a link in the show notes, as always, of course. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, this week our Try This at Home tip is to find something unconventional to celebrate. Yes, this comes from Amy. She says... When I was a kid, my dad came up with a happiness hack that has brought me a weekly ping of fun for decades. He invented a holiday called Garbage Eve. (laughs) This is the (laughs) night of the week when we take the garbage cans to the street so that the truck can pick them up in the morning. Instead of treating this necessary chore like drudgery, my dad would exclaim, time to celebrate Garbage (laughs) Eve, and suddenly it felt like a party. Most people who live in the suburbs have had the negative experience of forgetting to take the trash to the curb on the assigned day and missing the collection truck. That has happened to me many times. (laughs) When Garbage Eve is a happily anticipated holiday that is actually on my calendar, I'm much less likely to forget. Now that my siblings and I live in many different places, we each have a different Garbage Eve, so it's not uncommon for me to call a member of my family and to be greeted with, I was just going to celebrate Garbage (laughs) Eve. And I, of course, offer my best wishes. My dad calls it everyone's favorite weekly holiday, and it even caught on in my neighborhood. I teach a weekly yoga class at my neighborhood's tennis club that happens to be on Garbage Eve. <laughs> After I explained this holiday to my students, they, start, they started wishing each other happy Garbage Eve as they left class, since we all live in the same neighborhood and have the same trash collection day. It feels festive and funny. When we had to cancel the class because of COVID, one of my students told me that he missed trash day several (laughs) times because he no longer had that happy reminder every Tuesday night. I even occasionally get a surprise text from a neighbor wishing me a happy garbage eve with the party popper emoji. (laughs) It's so silly and I love it. My teenagers roll their eyes when I cheerfully tell them time to celebrate Garbage Eve, but I think they help me take our containers to the curb with much less resentment than if I were pestering them with yet another chore. And the truth is, it feels a little magical that every week the things we no longer need are whisked away. Renaming Trash Collection Day at Garbage Eve makes me feel grateful <laughs> for the infrastructure of the whole waste management system. Of course, some living situations don't have this holiday, but for those of us who do celebrate, have a happy garbage eve. My gosh. (laughs) The best. I mean, it's everything, right? It's whimsy. It's connection with other people. It's a reason to give a quick touch. It's gratitude. It's reframing. It's yes. it's quick. It's easy. It's a it's a helpful reminder yes. of something that quick that's very easy to drop out of your mind. Yes, I love it. And there, it feels like there are many things we could all find in our lives to celebrate. Yeah. Well, and what I love this is kind of perfect because it's weekly. Yeah. Like I was thinking, Alyssa, you and I don't really particularly get Sunday blues, but many people really suffer from Sunday blues. Yes. So maybe it's like. Time to beat the blues night. And it's like maybe you have a special thing that you do when it's time to beat the blues. 
Yes. Yeah. Can you think of things in your life? Well, I was trying to think um, in terms of my work, if there was something to celebrate. Um, and I was thinking it should be something that you wouldn't normally celebrate. Like yes. something like saying it's a wrap, which is what we call out on set when when either the day is wrapped or an episode is wrapped or a season is wrapped is always met with like big applause. Mm, um, so right. that's already a celebration. Right. So, but something like getting network notes, which happens every episode, <laughs> is not something we celebrate like the garbage. Yeah. So we could say, I was thinking, we're going to have a network notes fiesta when we're getting <laughs> our network notes and turn that into a celebration. No, it's like, it's network notes fiesta and you you and Sarah do jazz hands yes. or something like that. Yes, right? Because totally. It's something that happens periodically and then it's like, okay, now we have to buckle down and do it. It's a network That's notes funny. fiesta. Yes, I love that. And maybe with, you know, in our household, it's always like, who's going to take Barnaby for his last walk? Mm. Because other than that, it's kind of parceled out to who's assigned to what. But I was like, maybe it's like doggy time. Hey, it's your turn for doggy time. Yes. And again, it just gives it a festive air. Oh, but back to the Network Notes Fiesta. Is there something you could do to make it even more Fiesta-like? Like, is there, there's the jazz hands. That's my yes, idea. I we all need jazz, jazz hands. hands. What else could you do to mark it more? Because it is something that is challenging and unpleasant, I would yes, say. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of something to go with Fiesta, like tacos or something. But it comes at all different times, all different days. It could be at 9 a.m. Yeah. or 8 p.m. Right. Um, but I was thinking we could all get coffee. Because yeah. it's something like everybody loves getting coffee and it could make it feel like a celebration. Yeah, it's not particularly special, but it's still like, okay, we're, we kind of get this for ourselves. It, it's ritual. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. Yes. And you know, I love a cup of coffee, Gretch. Yes. And yes, exactly. Now, you know, a time when I did this, but we didn't give it a name, and you always say, Elizabeth, like giving something a, a clever name makes it so much more elevated, and I we should have given it a name. So when Eliza was in high school, she was having trouble concentrating on the weekends, so we had this whole ritual where she would wake up and she would come work in my office. I have like a, a desk chair and then a sitting chair, so she would sit in my sitting chair and I would work and she would work, and to make it more pleasant for her, I would bring her breakfast on a tray, not breakfast in bed, but I would like make her like toast with butter mm. and tea and I would bring it up on a tray just to give it sort of a feeling of being taken care of or some yes. little treat like uh, aspect of it. But it would have been good to give it, I don't even know what name we could have given it, but that might have made it also feel more coherent and added to the celebratory. It wasn't celebratory right. um, particularly, but it might like garbage eve it might have been able to inject a little bit of whimsy into something that, you know, was a useful habit that she had. Like breakfast in books or something. Books yeah, breakfast, breakfast in books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Great for, this is like great for something that everybody knows they have to do, things people forget to do, things we nag other people to do. Having a whimsical name for it really takes the sting out and makes it more fun and easier to remember. Yeah, so I think we should all have garbage Eve, yeah. and we should find something yes. unconventional in our own lives to turn into a celebration. Yes. 
So let us know if you do try this at home and how finding something unconventional to celebrate works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is happiercast.com slash 341 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a memory-related happiness hack. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Now it's time for a happiness hack. And a friend of mine whose mother is very sick suggested this hack, and I thought it was a great idea. For all of us. Yes, this comes from Anne. She says, I found a bunch of voicemails from my mom, just simple ones like calling to say I love you, etc. Of course, I cried so hard, but these are such a treasure as I haven't heard her voice like that in at least five years. My hack is save and download the file of any sweet or even just small voicemail of loved ones. I plan to do with others now realizing how amazing this is to have. This is one of these things where I was like, is that beyond my tech capacity? Right. But it, it actually is not that hard. And we won't go through it because everybody's got a different setup. But it isn't that hard to do. 
And it's really true. Just like we love looking at photographs of people, it's so wonderful to have their voices recorded. Yeah, Gretchen, because of this, like, I never want to get rid of voicemails from mm-hmm. people I love. My voice mailbox is always at 90% full. Oh. So it's always just about to fill up. So I never, it never occurred to me that I could download those yes. and save them. So I want to do that. Yeah, it's like a, it's another way to keep memories. Eliza has never changed her, her, uh, you know, leave a message, message since the first time she got a phone. And so it's this like little chirpy (laughs) voice and it's so funny. And I thought, wow, I want to hang on to that forever because I know one day she's just going to be like, okay, now I've just finally got to change my outgoing uh, message. But I want that message. Yeah. So it's really exciting to think that you can do this. You can make, uh, or you could even make like an audio journal where every year on a birthday you record a message just to think about someone's voice as being something to keep a memento of, just like you would keep their outgrown clothing or mementos from a holiday or photographs. Yeah, I think what's nice about the actual voicemails is that it captures a moment in time. Yes. And like life, it's kind of like your yes. um, scrapbook of every day. Yes, your, my album you know, of now. Album yes. of now. It, yes. it, it is even if it's mundane, like Anne is saying. Yes, it captures a moment. Um, Absolutely, and that's really a great, lovely thing. Absolutely. So that is a great hack and a great reminder. Yes. Now for listener answers. Sometimes we take listener questions and sometimes we ask for your answers. And this is a deep dive into a question that we talked about in episode 339, where a listener asked about what to do. She had gone back to work in the office. No one else was back except for her and another coworker. And this guy, very talkative and kept Mm. talking to her and interrupting her and making it difficult to concentrate. She asked for listener suggestions, and we got some good ones. Yes. Uh, The first one comes from Johanna. She says, years ago, I worked with a number of chatty people in a small loft office. Our conference and lunch table was in the middle of the room, and everyone could just turn their desk chairs around and pull up to that table. The social and collaborative interaction had gotten out of hand when our British boss decided we would have a scheduled tea time every afternoon. All talk had to be held for lunch or for tea time. It gave us all something to look forward to. Interesting. How civilized. Yes. I think this is a great idea because I think sometimes when people are very anxious to connect and they feel like they can't connect, then they keep trying and trying and trying, like the way this coworker was trying to Mm -hmm. engage with her over and over. So maybe if she's like, let's have a coffee break every day at 3 p.m. and we can really catch up. Then maybe he would be like, oh, I know I have my time to connect and I have my things that I want to talk about. And so I don't have to keep interrupting. And it also gives her a way to respond, which is like, hang on, it's not three o'clock yet. It's a way to politely remind him that you're not talking now, but he will know that there is time to talk later. And it's valuable to have that that chat time. Yes, it's Gretchen, like you say, schedule time to worry. This yes. is schedule time to talk. Yeah, exactly. Molly made two points. She said, first, she should reframe her annoyance into gratitude. Once she develops this skill, she'll use it her entire life. How great for her to get to work on it early, meaning <laughs> like dealing with your difficult coworker. And her second point was, her words to him should be brisk and breezy. 
because this is an ongoing problem, she'll need to use the same words over and over again. She should not assume ownership of the problem. No saying, sorry, I'm swamped. Now, I thought this was really interesting where, like, don't turn it to yourself. Don't make it about you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm swamped or I need, because really, you're not the one with the problem. Mm -hmm. He's the one with the problem. But then I was trying to think, like, well, what would that be? I was trying to think, like, what would the language, the the brisk, breezy language that doesn't show ownership of the problem be? That's tough. Yeah, like, now isn't a good time to talk. That feels a little, I don't know, dry. Yeah, or like, let's catch up another time. Again, this takes you to the maybe the coffee break idea where yes. it's saying, save it for the coffee break, because that isn't about her workload or his workload. It's just about save it. You know, it's yes. funny, as we read these, Gretchen, think about these, it seems like it's going to be a combination of these different yes. suggestions <laughs> yes. Yes. all together that yes. will work for her. Yes, yes. Courtney has another approach. She says the listener should go to her manager or her HR chair. Their job is to help solve problems like this. That is my job at work, and I've had the situation come up. The manager can spend some time observing these workers, even discreetly, and then approach the talker and say, I noticed that you were talking a lot, not as productive as you could be, appearing to be disturbing your coworker, etc., The manager or HR director is like the third grade teacher in this situation and the one who should be called upon to fix it since the social cues she is trying are not working. The manager or HR director could also move the chatty person to a more isolated area or move the coworker. There are a lot of options, but the listener doesn't need to try to figure it out alone. Since it is disturbing her work, she should go up the chain of command. Well, this is a good point to remember that you can ask for help. We often don't think about, like, is there a way to ask for help? And as Courtney points out, for some people, this is actually their job is to manage these kinds of challenges. And so maybe this isn't on you. Yes. Maybe there's someone else. I do think it's like the smaller your office, the harder this would be because the person would more likely know what was going on and that could be awkward. Or you might not have someone who plays that role. Yes. So, but if you do, then that's a good solution. Yeah. Elizabeth writes, I had this situation and was direct with a person by using a visual sign that looked like a mini stop sign. You could also create a funny visual like an open hand to break the tension, but then have a serious conversation telling the talker that quiet is necessary to focus and complete your work. When the stop sign is out, no talking. And then practice. In addition, this person may need more help with cues than you may know. As a teacher, I work with some children who are autistic or on the spectrum. Visual cues help everyone. Well, this is great because, again, it goes to the whimsy. It goes to the not taking responsibility of it for yourself, using some kind of outside thing to make your point. And this could be kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. And it's very clear. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's not stop, ambiguous. A stop sign is very clear. <laughs> the trick to this is enforcing it, right? Yep. It's like anything. You have to do it a few times, follow through, and then yep. it'll actually mean something when the stop sign is up. I actually went online to see if I could see, like, what was out there. And funnily enough, there weren't that many. Like, I think that's a good market opportunity for, like, a... Mm -hmm. Side hustle. Yeah, side hustle. What I did see was a desk flag that is, like, an old-fashioned mailbox flag. And Mm. it says, do not disturb. And you could flip it up if you want to do not disturb. Or you you turned it upside down, down, when you were like, I'm ready to chat. 
So that was like an example of a visual cue you could use. Yeah, with so many open office spaces, I've got to think this is a problem for a lot of people. Yes, yes. This was interesting because it was just like one-on-one, which is a slightly different social challenge than like a group of people where some are chatty and some are not. They're both challenging. (laughs) Yes. Well, so these were great suggestions. Thanks, everyone, who sent them in, because as you say, this is probably a problem that many people are facing and may face again. Yes. That was listener answer, and now we're going to have an actual listener question. Yes, this question comes from Stephanie. She says, I am almost done reading The Happiness Project and have eagerly started creating my own. I've loved every minute of this project and the new possibilities it opens for my life, but I'm struggling with one thing. I feel such enthusiasm for my happiness project ahead of me and have already made important changes, but I can't help but feel guilty that I did not find your book sooner. Well, that's a compliment, Gretchen. Yeah, wow. If I had, then I would have made different choices that would have changed the kind of person I am, the kind of mother I am. And if I had made changes to my life earlier, my children would have a different understanding of me, of our family, and actually of how we should live in the world. Less hustle and muscle and more enjoyment and connection. Here's my question. How do you wrestle with the guilt we might feel about not making these transformative changes sooner? I'm ready to move forward because I know it is never too late to change, but can't help but wrestle with this guilt in the back of my mind as well. Have you or your readers slash listeners ever felt this way? Well, first of all, uh, I'm so glad, Stephanie, that you're finding my work so helpful. So that's wonderful to hear. And it is interesting. I have heard many people say this. I think many people are surprised that once they think about it, there are things they can do without spending a lot of time, energy, or money that really do make a difference. And so once you realize that you can do it, you're sort of upset that you didn't do it earlier. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense. And And I always think of that old proverb, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, and the second best time is now. And now is all we have. We can't go back. And so I think it's really to just remind yourself that you did the best you could at the time. And now you have a new way of thinking about things and you can make changes going forward. Yeah. I mean, Gretchen, feeling bad about what you did in the past does absolutely no good. Right. And also, who knows? Circumstances were different. Now yes. it's like, you know, when the when the student is ready, the teacher appears, yes. right? Yes. So now you're in a headspace where you can yeah. do all these things and just feel good about that. Well, and I have to say, because I have heard this from many people, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to start the Happiness Project website that I was talking mm. about earlier, because I because it's like a lot of times people are like, this is actually not that hard when I know how to go about it in the way that's right for me. I never thought about doing this or that or using this tool. And it's very exciting. And so I want to make it as easy as possible for people to find that tool, because the sooner you do it, the sooner you get that benefit. And so, Stephanie, I hope that's helpful I think just knowing from you, um, for her, that other people have felt the same thing is reassuring. It's like just knowing you're not alone often alleviates guilt, right? Yes, absolutely. So you're not alone. No, you're unique just like everybody else. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So thank you, Stephanie, for that very thought-provoking question, and good luck with your happiness project. Coming up. Gretchen gives herself a, we'll call it a mothering demerit, but first this break. 
Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter <laughs> sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories. Plus, it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for happiness, demerits, and gold stars, and you're up this week with a happiness demerit. Yeah, this was a demerit that I realized in retrospect that I had earned. I should have seen it coming and uh, and not earned it. Um, so Liza's moving out. She's going to live in New York City, but she's got her own apartment with a roommate. So exciting. Huge Very milestone. Very exciting. Very exciting. And so she took some stuff and several trips. And one trip, she had like two big suitcases and then like a tote bag over her arm. And her idea was she would take all these clothes down in suitcases, unload them, and then just bring the empty suitcase. Or, you know, there are suitcases, bring the suitcases back to us. Okay, fine. Great idea. So she's loaded up the two suitcases and got the tote bag over her arm. And I'm helping her to get into our service elevator. And I was like, oh, do you want me to help you come down and get into a cab? Because there's no way she could have done this on the subway, right? She had to take a cab. And she's like, oh, no, no, I've got it. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. closed the service elevator door, go back up to my office. And like 20 minutes later, I'm like, you know what would have been really nice to do would have been not to ask and just say, hey, Eliza, you're moving out into your own apartment. <laughs> this is like the third trip you've made. Yeah. You've got two giant suitcases and a tote bag. 
why don't I just walk out to the street with you? Yes. And but in the, in the, when it was happening, I was just sort of secretly relieved she let me off the hook, and I just yeah. like went like went running back to my office. So I, I feel like uh, I feel like I um I think I missed an opportunity to give myself a gold star there. Let's say that, and next uh, time I will be more eager when I see someone laden as she was <laughs> to lend a helping parental hand. Well, Gretchen, just goes to how competent you see her as. Yes, you got this. It's a compliment. But maybe that's it. Maybe I'm reinforcing her yes. independence and autonomy. Yes, exactly. No, I, I think this falls into bad manners, <laughs> not independent supporting behavior. I wish. That's funny. <laughs> Elizabeth, take us up with a gold star. Well, Gretchen, I have to give a gold star to the dad of one of Jack's friends. Mm. I was talking to him, his name's Mike, before we went to Kansas City. Mm. And he we were talking about being on the plane during COVID and the Delta variant and you know how kids are getting it more now, all of that. And he said, well, do you have any KN95 masks for Jack? And I didn't even realize they came in kids' sizes. No, I didn't know that. And I said, no, I don't. And he said, well, I have a bunch. I'll bring them by your house. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, I could come pick them up or, you know, just let that lie there. And then the next day, he said, are you home? I have the masks. I'm bringing them over. And what I realized was like, oh, my gosh, it was just such a neighborly kind thing to do, like just to remember and then to get the masks and to bring them to our house. And I was just like, wow, like that, it just was a nice, lovely thing to do. And by the way, Jack has been wearing the KN95 masks a lot whenever it's sort of a dicey situation. And it really is so reassuring um, that he has that extra protection. So thank you, Mike. And it must be a lot more comfortable since they're child size. Well, yeah, you really, it's a child, it's very hard for them to wear the adult size. So yes, Mm -hmm. it it makes it much more effective also that it actually fits him rather than trying to make a a big one work. So anyway, gold star to Mike for just, you know, a nice, kind gesture that meant a lot to me. Well, and he drove it over to your place, which in LA, I can't imagine that happens. Usually people live an hour away. Exactly. (laughs) No one drops by your house. (laughs) No, it's just, in LA, it's just a different meaning to bring something over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a good hour of your time. Well, gold star to Mike. The resources for this week, follow me on Instagram at GretchenRubin.com. I often share stories from my Metropolitan Museum experiment or let you know when I check something off my 21 for 21 list. And you can also follow along with my newest project on Instagram at Here Is The Happiness Projects. Or you can join in by using the hashtag MyHappinessProject to share insights from your own happiness project. We can all learn from each other, so I can't wait to see what people post. And as we were talking about earlier, different strategies work for different people. And if you have not yet taken the online quiz to find out if you're an upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel, you can take it for free. It's super fast um, at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. You'll get a little report about what your tendency is and um, how you can use the knowledge of your tendency to achieve your aims. Yes. Obligers, go take that quiz. (laughs) And what we're reading this week. Elizabeth, what are you reading? 
I am reading Vanderbilt, The Rise and Fall of an American Dynasty by Anderson Cooper and Catherine Howe. And Gretchen, we're interviewing Anderson Cooper in an upcoming episode. Yes, I've got it on my stack too. I just started The Years by Virginia Woolf. And by just started, I mean I am one page into it. Mm -hmm. It's my summer of Virginia Woolf. Nice. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Find an unconventional reason to celebrate. What is your garbage eve? <laughs> Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show... Here it comes. Please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is the way that most people find out about our show. We so appreciate it when you recommend our show to a friend. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Wait, so Gretch, is the Happiness Project website up now? It's up. Oh, wow. It is up. I know. It's been a long time in the making, and I'm so excited. you got to go check it out. I will as soon as we're done. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.